Teaching your children about money is an ongoing process. Use holiday shopping as a practical and engaging way to introduce budgeting, needs versus wants, comparison shopping, and only spending what you have. Welcome to Epic Mom Life. I am your host, Kara Peterson. This show is sponsored by The Possum's Tale, a unique book adventure for your 6 to 12 year old child. Let's jump into today's show. I love talking about financial literacy with our kids. I actually did three articles last spring all about this topic and I thought, you know what? The holidays are a great time to teach children budgeting, money saving, and spending skills. Financial literacy, it's a subject we all should have been taught. And as a parent, we realize we really should teach this, but somehow we get really crazy busy in our lives and other things seem more important and how that does not get taught like it should. It often isn't taught in our schools and it we just don't seem to remember to teach it in the house. You know, we remember the sex, we remember the drugs. I mean, there's so many big topic things that budgeting and money savings were like, you know what, they'll learn it with their first job or they'll pick up on it. After all, I did, right? Well, it's really interesting about that because 73% of teens said they wanted more personal finance education in 2020. And yeah, I'll actually have the link for that in the notes because I know that's so unbelievable that teens would actually say they want more education. But even the teens are recognizing this is so important. They want more. I can just see little Pac-Man. The holidays are a perfect time to start or reinforce that financial teaching. Now, before you even get to the actual budgeting and doing all of that with the holidays, you have to lay some foundational preparation. Number one. Start with the basics. If you have really little kids, I'm talking like ages three to six, they need to be introduced to concepts that relate to money, counting and basic math. A child will need to understand that there are five pennies in a nickel when they start identifying coins. In order to understand this, they need to be able to count and they need to understand values. So five is larger than one. Coins and bills. Once a child can count and understands the value of a number, you can introduce coins. There's absolutely no reason to introduce the coins if they haven't even figured out how that, like how does 25 relate to five? So then they'll need to learn that a quarter is 25 pennies and a $1 bill is 100 pennies. But it's interesting because a $5 bill is five $1 bills. So this is kind of confusing because a quarter is 25 but a $1 bill is only five. So why is the $5 bill more than the 25? So there's a lot of value that needs to be understood. And, and for us, that's just so simple. But for a child who oftentimes sees things in very black and white, this is a big concept to understand. There are a lot of fun games that you can play and I'm all about the games. games Games are like you as a parent, they're your best resource for teaching a lot of stuff without ever seeming like you're teaching anything. And I wrote an article last spring on 
board games that teach financial literacy for all different ages. And I'll include the link for that in the notes as well. But when I wrote that, I did not know about Trend Enterprise Money Bingo, and that's on Amazon. The reason I really like this Money Bingo so much better than every blogger out there who has a download that is a Money Bingo, you know, like they'll say, oh, get Money Bingo right here for your kids, is because the one on Amazon, what it does is, like say it says the card that they draw is dot two two so they have to read that that is 22 cents or it'll say 22 with the little c with the line in it so either way they have to understand that that means 22 cents and then they have their bingo squares and in their bingo squares are pictures of coins they need to be able to add up those coins to equal amounts it doesn't say the amount underneath so it, and, and lots of different children, if they're ever playing lots of different children, different cards, right, may have 22 cents, but it may be done differently. Because you could do two dimes and two pennies. You could do four nickels and two pennies. You could do 22 pennies. You could do one dime and two nickels and two pennies. You see what I'm saying? You could do a whole bunch of different configurations. But the lovely thing about this is it teaches your child to see money in amounts. Number two, they're going to grow these concepts. Your children are becoming much more savvy when it comes to money. Usually children between the ages of 7 and 12 know that if they have money, they can use it to purchase that stuff that you may not be willing to buy for them. You may put in place a type of allowance or money rewards system or something like that in your home, or they may just be getting money from jobs from neighbors or gifts from relatives. But children at this age group have learned values and they can identify coins and they should be learning greater and less than values. They should also be able to learn to make change. Math is much more fun when it is totally applicable so it's a practical application compiling bills and coins to buy something and then make change is a great way and a fun way for them to practice those math skills number three looking for opportunity this is where my niece is at i just visited her and her sister about two or three weeks ago she's 11 years old and she is looking for opportunity she can to make and save money so that she can decide what she wants to do with all of that money. I was amazed at the amount of money she and her sister made when they set up a lemonade slash water booth on the way from like parking to a local golf tournament. Her father did teach her how to subtract the expenses that went into profits and she still made they still made a killing. I was shocked. Then we went out to their favorite restaurant. They've been going to this restaurant for years and years. And the owner came up and she was talking to my nieces. And um, the 11 year old said, hey, when can I get a job here? And they just sat down and started talking about it like it was every single regular kind of conversation. But they talked about the minimum age uh, requirement for working if you're not a family member in Idaho and what she would be when she started at the very bottom in that restaurant and that would be a busser and what busing skills would be required and my niece was so excited and it was just it was like 
almost like an interview for both people, right? An interview to find out what the job was and an interview for my niece and all of that. And she still has about, I think, four years to go before she can even do that. So that was a really exciting thing. At this stage, looking for opportunity, your child understands how money works. And now you wanna give them the tools to spend wisely. If you're at a loss thinking, you know what, sometimes I don't have the tools to spend wisely, you're not alone. We're going to look at financial education for your child at the holidays because of the very reason that a lot of adults flounder during this time. The holidays are a fun time and they are a time when we give. Every single media outlet out there is screaming buy and spend. We are enticed with the new and shiny that we just must have, which leads us to needs and wants. Number four, this sounds so basic. Of course you know the difference between a need versus a want. Well, either you do not know the difference between these two, or we as Americans have very little willpower. During the 2021 holiday season, Lending Tree sent out a survey and a third of consumers, more than a third, 36%, incurred holiday debt that season, averaging 1,000, I'll have that link in the notes. Teach your child to differentiate between needs versus wants. Wants aren't bad. However, we always prioritize the needs. Then we save up extra money to spend on the wants. This way, you're not villainizing wants, and you are encouraging to spend the money you actually have. Number five, savings. There are many ways to introduce saving money. When children are young, many of them like to actually physically put the money into something and watch it go in, like a piggy bank or a jar, that kind of thing. If your child is focused on electronics, there are so many fabulous money managing apps for kids out there. That was one of the articles I did last spring. And I actually did a whole like spreadsheet of really great apps and what their differences were, their costs, all kinds of things. It was, it was a lot of research, but I loved it because those are the kind of things I love. And I will have all of that in the show notes for you. I love the money managing apps because they offer Things like allowance, education, charity, investing, so much more. Regardless of what you and your child choose, your child should be encouraged to save some of their money. Goals, number six. This could be wants, dreams, wishes, or goals, whatever you want to call this category. What does your child want to spend their money on? It could be in a month. It could be in five years. You could offer to match them towards a large goal, like a bike or a trip with a friend or a trip to go see a cousin who lives out of town or even their first car. The money has a much better chance of not being spent on, and you're going to fill in the blank here, whatever the newest, latest, flashy little gizmo is, if it is in a savings account of some sort. And this is true of adults as well. Even if I have the best intentions, okay, so starting in, say, March, I am going to move $100 from my checking account to my savings account, and I'm going to earmark that for holiday spending. And if I move that, then March, April, May, June, July, 
August, September, October, November, December. I'm going to have $1,000 for holiday spending. Yay me. If I just say, okay, so I'm going to have $100 earmarked every month in my checking account for holiday spending so that in December, there will be an extra $1,000 in my checking account for holiday spending. It will be gone. Somehow, for some reason, it will be flitted away on something stupid. That's just the nature of things. Encourage, encourage your child to make a goal, knowing that they can always change that goal. They don't have, it's not like dyed in stone until they purchase, they can change their mind. But if they actually have something that they're looking towards and they have a goal, the chances of them flitting their money away on something like that little gizmo, if you have a whole bunch of $12 gizmos, you can't save up for that really cool big thing. So these four steps are all done before you head into the holidays. We aren't even into the holiday spending yet. We are going to use gift giving and holiday spending as financial literacy lesson for our kiddos. However, it's important that we are all at a similar starting point. So number one, our children understand how money works. Number two, they know the difference between needs and wants. Three, they have a savings account or they are ready to get one. And number four, they know that to set goals. Okay, before crazy consumerism begins, talk with your child and acknowledge these things. None of these are bad, like needs versus wants. They just are. But let's take some steps so that your child can come out of the holidays feeling really great while still meeting their goals and learning how to spend wisely in the process. Number one, who do they want to buy gifts for? It will be so much easier to go holiday shopping if they know who they want to shop for. And if they actually have an idea of what they're looking for, that will make it even easier. You've heard, don't go to the grocery store hungry. It's the same thing with holiday shopping. Don't go just shopping if you don't know who you're buying for. And it's even easier if you have an idea of what you want to find for that person. It also, not only is it bad on your wallet, but it is also an incredible waste of time because you spend so much time just kind of trying to figure it all out. Number two, budget. How much money do they want to spend on each person? This is a great time to talk about gifts that are personal versus gifts that are easy or popular. So your child, because your child may say, well, you know, $15 isn't very much for a gift, so I'm going to spend $20 on each person. Well, you just looked at who they want to buy for and say they had 10 people they want to buy gifts for. That's $200. Your child may have only $80. So you're going to have to really look at that. So when you're looking at the gifts that are really personal, your child may be able to make a homemade gift, and there's an article that I did for that, of, say, origami. So each origami shape represents that person uniquely, and they would have in a card that tells why they chose that person. And if they say, well, I kind of want to give something else too, they could give a $5 hot chocolate card somewhere or a $5 jamba, like fruit shake somewhere or something like that that goes with the origami. But then they're spending like maximum $6 and that makes the paper a whole dollar on everybody. If your child is older, 
walk them through your holiday budget. You need to account for food, decorations, activities, possible travel, and gifts. It's good for them to see that you do do this to remain financially responsible. In order for these things to happen during the holiday season, when do you start putting money away? What would you as a family have to sacrifice if you did not wisely budget your money? Like, what would the holidays look like if you didn't have a certain pocket of money? The kids need to understand that it doesn't just keep flowing. Have you had trouble overspending during this time? Have you faced overwhelming debt? Have credit cards and interest rates made life super difficult for you? Have you faced the struggle of trying to rebuild your credit? These are not nice questions. These are really vulnerable things to think about and talk about. However, if you have faced any of these, you have in the trenches experience that you can really help your child with. This makes it very real. And your child can benefit greatly from knowing that someone they look up to and love has actually experienced. This is real stuff. This is what life is really about. And that's what we're trying to tell them. That's why this subject is so important. And if you overcame any of them, please tell them how you did that. Needs versus wants. I love this topic under gift giving. Remember the days when, to be young again, right? You did not want your husband to get you a dishwasher. That was not okay for your birthday or for Christmas. Well, sometimes we really do need something, but we may not notice it. So if there's a lot of time before the holiday, turn your children into secret agents. Have them notice every single little thing about the people on their list. Has grandma been complaining lately as she's been doing her sewing or knitting or whatever that she just can't snip the thread? The thread just won't cut and that her scissors just aren't very sharp. Or has dad kind of been fumbling around saying that he just doesn't have a pail to mix the soil in outside and you know, mom's like, don't use my mop bucket because I don't want soil on my floors or whatever. While these gifts are not flashy, they are incredibly thoughtful, especially when combined with a lovely handmade card. Comparison shopping. This section, admittedly, I wanted to delete and not put in here because I love my brick and mortars. And so I'm going to put in a little plug for them. It's your small businesses that support every fun thing you do in your town. They are the ones that sponsor your soccer shirts and do your concerts and your big festivals and your drive for educations and I mean, everything that makes your town your town and fun, it's your small businesses that support them. So if you have the ability, please support your small businesses. However, they are a bit more. They have a lot of overhead. And so if your children are trying to watch every single penny, then it is legitimate for them to look online and do comparison shopping. Now, not only are they going to compare between, say, uh, one electronic store to another electronic store, but say that electronic store is in your town 
before you go to buy at that store, look at their online website because oftentimes the online price is cheaper than the in-store price. And before you order it, like have it on your phone, take a picture on your phone, and then go in-store and ask if they will honor the online price because oftentimes they will and then you don't have any shipping charges. Cash. I wonder, is cash truly king? That used to be the expression, but it seems like that just isn't the way it is anymore. It seems like everybody wants a credit card payment. When a child, or an adult for that matter, has to actually peel away one of their three $20 bills and only gets $5 back, they feel it. They know they are down a lot of money and they only have a little bit of money left. If they just run a card, they have no idea how much money they are spending. There is a reason. Cruises, resorts, hotels, places in Vegas, all of those places like to use a cashless system and charge it to your account or your room. It's not to benefit you from having to carry your cash. Three days, you owe like $750. If you had actually had to give the cash after every single expense, we both know that you would have slowed that train down and you never would have spent the $750. Teaching your children about money is an ongoing process. Use holiday shopping as a practical and engaging way to introduce budgeting, needs versus wants, comparison shopping, and only spending what you have. After your children have had a real life experience, you will be able to easily reinforce these concepts throughout the year. And the movie quote this week, I'm not cheap, I'm thrifty with a capital T, Scrooge McDuck in DuckTales. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I wanna send you a huge thank you. Please leave me a comment or review and share with other moms you know. Get in touch in the comments or on Kara's social media networks. See you next week for a new episode.